You were just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't you take that tone of voice with me, young lady. Love you, Dad. I love you too, son. You're listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Two friends since first grade, now dads reliving the Disney movies we grew up on with our own kids. I'm Eddie Ferguson. And I'm J.B. Wagner. And on today's episode, we're seeing spots as we review the 1996 live action version of 101 Dalmatians. But first, Eddie, what's going on, man? What's happening? We just uh, crossed a big milestone. Lewis uh, had his third birthday party. Um, so it was a, a big, big shindig. Three, he can start to kind of understand what's going on. So he he asks for certain people to come to his party, of course. He can pick his own theme of his party. So we had a um, Thomas the Tank Engine themed party. Oh, so he went to Thomas. Interesting. Which really threw us for a loop. Like we gave all the options out there. We could do Toy Story themed. We could do cars. We could do Mickey. Uh, we could do Thomas. And we thought for sure like cars is like really big, right? Big obsession. No, he went for the Thomas. He wanted trains. He went choo-choo trains. So that was the party he got. And he had the time of his life. He's truly my son and is an extrovert because as everybody's coming in, he's thanks for coming to my potty. Thanks for coming to my potty. <laughs> so and then today he had his um, his three year old checkup and uh, he was very confused as to why he was going to the doctor. So he's like, I. I know sick. I know sick. I know I'm going to go to the doctor. Oh, poor I know Lewis. sick. I know sick. I'm like, no, buddy. So I actually, I convinced him um, that the doctor needed to double check just to make sure he really was three. <laughs> so he better behave because the doctor might find out he's not. That's a great, that's a great way to do that. <laughs> that's an awesome. Because he's quite proud. He's quite proud that he's now three. He goes around and says, I three, I three. Uh, he can't make a three how we do here in the United States. He does the European three. That's um, adorable. Yeah. My uh, my son, I can't remember if it was the second or third birthday party. He had one of those weird birthday parties where it was like out of nowhere, he got really obsessed with finding Dory. So we did a finding Dory themed everything. And that's the only time he's been into that movie. He never asked for that movie again. And it was just right around his birthday party. So I, I get that. I get that. You just kind of like attach yourself for a moment to something, even though you've been into everything else. So, yeah. And I mean, he loves trains. So, I mean, he plays with trains every day. Like he's got the wooden train set and everything. Um, both And both grandpas are big train nerds. Yep. So he gets a lot of time with them dealing with trains and stuff. But Thomas in particular, um, isn't something he asked for. He wants to watch all the time. I don't know why. Um, but if you're gonna do like a train themed birthday party, well, you might as well do Thomas because that's you know you can get stuff for that. There's a lot more options available. A lot more for options. You. A lot, a lot yes. of stuff on Etsy. A lot of cartoon or a crayon drawing or something like that. I don't know. 
don't know what your you is. are you a big fan of crayon drawings crayon drawings they're 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 not my jam whatsoever that's why i never became an artist <laughs> like that <laughs> and why i failed most of uh mr varvel's classes that if the few times i had to be in them it was not for me it's not for me I, too I, I, many I rules for art I don't know if it was that. I just have never been a, like I can keyboards love because there's there it, it helps it helps color in or fade in. I don't know what the right term is for it. Round things out for you. It's like oh, I know what you were trying to do. Let me just make that a little bit nicer. Gotcha. Freehand. I'm ho- I'm just horrible. I'm just horrible trying to make my hand draw a good circle or color in the lines. Yeah, I I do struggle with the freehanded stuff. I try, I give it my best effort, but yeah, it's not, definitely not my strong suit. But I don't know. Well, that's fun. I'm glad that he had a fun time at his birthday. Yes, yes. Um, do you see the um the news story that I put there for you? All I see is September third. Do you know what happens on September third? Shang Chi and the Ten Rings. No. Nope. I'm dead wrong. Uh, maybe that's when it comes out. I honestly don't know if Shang-Chi is coming out. This is the release of one of your favorite movies to Disney+. Plus. What? That if you search for said favorite movie right now, it will tell you that due to pre-existing um, legal obligations or blah, 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 this film will not be released until September 3rd. You might be at home wondering what film could they be referring Billie to? Billie Eilish concert experience? No. This is one of those films that we were quite excited about. I remember Turner and I, Hooch? No. I remember when we were at Disneyland, there was an exhibit for this movie because it was about, I think it was about to come out. Um, and we were eagerly excited, anticipated this film. We saw, we knew the writer because the writer was from Lost. We knew the director because he's come out of Pixar. And I was very disappointed in the film. You loved it and became like, this was your jam. This is my guilty pleasure movie. To the point now where I actually you figured it out. I don't really even watch the movie anymore. I just turn on the soundtrack. The soundtrack is Fantastic what makes it. Fantastic soundtrack. It's, One of the best. It's the sound for being at the parks. Being yeah. in Tomorrowland. This the soundtrack they did, they replicated. He it said so it. He said it, folks. It's Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland, the star-studded film, comes out September third. Because I remember, okay, when Disney Plus launched, this was one of the first movies that I went and searched for because it had been a really long time. Like yeah. I, this was a classic moment of being too high of expectations. Way too high expectations. Way too high of expectations. And they did not meet it. And I just was like, I'm done. You're dead to me. That was awful. You had every (laughs) chance and you just squandered it. Um, And so I did not. um, 
I've not watched it since since that that moment. Well, you so I, you you have watched it one other time, leading up you, to with, the week the week leading up the to the week our of your wedding. Yeah, we watched it then. That, so that's all I wanted to do. I you guys have been it. married six years. Yep. Well, almost. So we're we're coming up on six years this year in November. No, October. So, so I hadn't seen it since then. Um, and so I was like, oh, okay. When is this coming on Disney Plus? Is Disney Plus? And um, I just noticed that it's coming out. But the crazy thing is, I is uh, you know I just uh, traveled to Ecuador a couple of weeks ago, and I pulled open Disney Plus to download a few movies for the plane ride home, just in case I didn't like any movies on the plane. Good thing I did because I didn't like any movies on the plane. <laughs> and um, Tomorrowland, for whatever reason, was available in Ecuador. There's different streaming rights or whatever. So I watched it. That's funny. And I'll tell you, I enjoyed it a little bit more this time. A little bit more. That's all. That's all you got to say is just a little bit more. I did. I really enjoyed it. And I think part of it is I had also been listening to the soundtrack because yep. I I'm big Giacchino fan. And I thought, man, I remember that was a really fun or it popped up or something. I can't remember how I latched onto it. So I've been listening to it a little bit more. And I'm like. This is, it's phenomenal. It's so good. Well, we have it on Blu-ray and therefore also have the digital copy of it. So anytime that I've wanted to, I have watched it. But my wife every time is like, I don't understand why you like this film. Because it's just not a good, it's, it's mostly the, the music. And the ending still sucks. Like the, yeah. But. I don't want to spoil it, Eddie. People could still have time to go watch it. There is a connection to Tomorrowland and to today's film. Do you know what I'm referring to? Hugh Laurie. Laurie. Lowry. Lowry. Whatever. Lurie. Lurie. It's a, it's a weird <laughs> name. It's a weird last name. So I don't want to say that. But yes, we are. So put it on your calendar, folks. Tomorrowland coming to Disney Plus Nobody. September 3rd. Nobody's going to be putting that on their calendar. You can add to your Spotify list today, though. Just tell your um, Alexa to, to add it to your Spotify list. <laughs> Eddie is dead-eyed. There's, there's so, so many things going through his head right now. But yes, as Eddie mentioned, today we are talking uh, about a remake of the one of the classic Disney animated films. Uh, which is, I don't even know how to say this, but we're just going to call it 101 Dalmatians Live. <laughs> Cue the Disney sound effect. <laughs> Live. Live. It's, la, la, it's la, la, 101 la, la, Dalmatians la. Saturday night. Oh, dear goodness. Live from New York City. Okay. So the IMDb description for 101 Dalmatians live action 1996. What, I think it's just 101 Dalmatians 1996. I think is the term they're using for it. Anyways. Mm -hmm. So here we go. An evil high fashion designer plots to steal Dalmatian puppies in order to make an extravagant fur coat, but instead creates an extravagant mess. Ooh. I appreciate the I double like extravagant. I was not ready for that. I was reading yeah. it and not ready for it. 
Yeah. I appreciate that. We've gotten some real doozies on here on the IMDb description. So I I appreciate that. That kind of did justice and gave me gave us gave it a little pizzazz for this film. So sorry about this. I um the description on Disney Plus drew my attention this time around. Ooh, read it. First. I don't know if you've noticed this. Um the because I saw it this time and I went and just kind of clicked around a couple other movies. It's like they make them so brief and concise that it's almost like, it, do we need this here? Um, for this one, it is a live action remake of the original animated Disney classic. That sounds like what they did with like a Christmas Carol. Remember, remember, remember all the Chris, all those uh, other adaptation movies, uh, Treasure, yeah. Muppet Treasure Island, same things. Right, the Muppets right. retell a classic tale. So this made me wonder, I'm like, I wonder what the description is for the original, right? If they're not going to tell us on this one. The original to the classic live action <laughs> telling in the many years later. And this description is Cruella DeVille dog naps all the Dalmatian puppies in London. Yeah. Okay. Concise. <laughs> Concise. Yes. <laughs> Oh my. Do you remember when this movie came out? It, it was a big deal. It was, it was like, oh wow, okay, they're trying something. Um more or less, this is the first live action remake. Yeah. Um, I did double check to see if it was. Um, what's really funny is technically the first live action remake was called Rudyard Kipling's The Jungle Book, which came out in 1994. And I'm like, wait, did we miss that? I remember we looking at it going, there's no way that's real. Like, this just looks, no, we're just not even going to waste our time and, and deal with that. Which is saying a lot because we've suffered through and watched some awful movies some awful, for this podcast. Awful movies. You know that that, yeah. So technically that was the first one, but I'm going to say the first live action remake that has now sparked a huge money-making machine for Disney. Uh, 101 Dalmatians was the the first one out of the gate in 1996. It's funny watching this because this kind of became the template. Yeah. For most of the ones going forward. Uh, getting, you have to get big some big names. Big in names. There, big personalities in. in there. I forgot that. Because Jeff this Bridges. a great has, cast. Yeah. Jeff Bridges has done a lot of other things. Leading up to this. Well, leading up to about like specifically in the past several, like kind of decade or so, basically after he could pry himself away from the image of himself inside of Dumb and Dumber, which ha which came out two years before this film, which, yeah. which made it more sense why he was playing this kind of a character in here. Yeah. Because we've seen so many more like FBI Jeff Bridges and other versions of Jeff Bridges that are a little bit more intense or serious. This was definitely a lot more slapsticky Jeff Bridges. And so I was like, wait a minute, Jeff Bridges. Oh yeah, that's right. This would have come around the same time as when he was Which hitting his apex of dumb and dumber. His go-to, like he is a dramatic actor at his core. Um, and he almost didn't get dumb and dumber because they felt like he was too serious of an actor. And it was Jim Carrey who said, no, we need Jeff Bridges. Only a dramatic actor can really pull off that role. And that's how he got Dumb and Dumber. 
And then now we think of Jeff Bridges almost more as a comedic actor who can do drama. I've kind of gone back and forth on it. Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Jeff Daniels. Why did I say Jeff Bridges? Jeff Daniels. Did you? I said Jeff Bridges. It's Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels is the actor in this one. Jeff Bridges is the uh, uh, is the dude from The Big Lebowski. Yes. You know what? I and I and they also look very close to kind of when they're not when one's not having a giant beard it's just blonde older dude um sure okay like it, there's just something i don't know what it is i don't know for some odd i guess he's it's always got longer hair but smudge on be- your glasses so you <laughs> see things a little bit differently if you squint one eye and stand on your head <laughs> <laughs> The vice president seal looks a lot like the presidential seal. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. The, uh, oh, that is the West. Yep. Little, little West Wing in there. Uh, forgot that Mr. Weasley was in this. Yes. In this film. Completely forgot that he was in this. Um, what is his name? Um, yeah, he's, he's so much fun in this. Uh, Mark Williams. Mark Williams. Yeah, that was fun seeing him. Hugh Lowry, as I said so many, so many ways wrong previously. Again, we go to that idea of like a a truly like great dramatic actor who can do comedy so well. Um, And there's just so many moments throughout this film that I, I like both of their, both Mark Williams and Hugh Lowry's performance as Horace and Jasper. Like, really great casting for that. So here we go. Before we get into the big kahuna of this uh, movie, before we get to there, I just want to take a moment. So we've got Mr. Mr. Weasley and Hugh Lowry versus the Cruella two guys. I wondered if we were going to do this. A very interesting back and forth on this. I it's because they pull, especially uh, the main uh, Hor is it Horace or Jasper the 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 ringleader of the two Jasper, Jasper Jasper two very different performances for Jasper crew in the he, Cruella Cruella Jasper versus this Jasper yeah so um as I was watching this I did struggle with this movie overall um. Like I had remembered seeing it a couple times as a kid and stuff like that, but I think um, it just didn't. And I don't know if it has now been tainted because I enjoyed Cruella so much. I don't Maybe. know why this just didn't sit well. Um, and I even went back and looked at like the Rotten Tomato, and it it's actually rated really low. It's like a forty on Rotten Tomato. Hmm. Um, uh, and that's I think. Probably the biggest thing is this is a live action remake of the cartoon and it is very cartoon. Oh, yeah. Uh, acting like it's the bicycle, the bicycle accidents, those kinds of. Yes, things. it is caricatures of of people, not true um, character work. Cruella is a reimagining, right? Where total. Yeah. The, it, everything's realistic. It's gritty. You, you know, you really feel it. Um, 
so yeah, like that's a hard to me. It's apples and oranges to compare the two. The Horace in Cruella was um, was so good. He's been in yeah. several things, but his his performance of Horace was was I not to take anything away from Mr. Weasley, but that that guy was was so and good. The, the Jasper too. Um, that actor's name's escaping me, but like I loved him in Yesterday, and then when it dawned on me that was that was him as Jasper and Cruella, I was like, two totally different uh, performances, just totally different. And he just, yep. wow, what a what a great actor. And Hugh Lowry, I he's got, yeah, for such dramatic chops, like they have so many brilliant physical comedy moments in this film. This is a physical um, comedy movie through yes, and through. Even the, even the animals through. get in on it, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit. Right. So, I mean, the whole scene where they accidentally put the same pantyhose over their head in the car. So it's like, yes, that's just like little boy funny humor that I, I love. I love slapstick humor like that. So we've gone this far and we haven't talked about Glenn Close yet. Yeah. What do you want to talk about, Glenn? I'm opening the door. Go. This is your this is your moment to shine, Eddie. Are you struggling with Glenn Close? No. I am going to say something that I think some people may be shocked at. I think Glenn Close is the best actress like Meryl Streep gets all the credit. I think Glenn Close is way better than and then Meryl Streep. Shots fired here, guys. Better? Wait, no, I think you said way better. Way better. You're going to need to Yeah, and I think here's, she's here, make your case. Um She has been nominated for an Academy Award 8 times holding the record for the most nominations in an acting category without a win. She is tied with Peter O'Toole. Okay. She became um, eighth nomination was in this year, 2021. She became one of the five most nominated actresses in Academy history. Hmm. She has a way of just transforming and becoming other people. Like she's truly like a phenomenal actor, like just can trans transform herself into whole new roles. And this, I think, is a really great fun example of that. Um, that's just so wonderful. And I've always loved Glenn Close. Like anything that she's in, I, I just enjoy immensely. What was that movie we watched in fifth grade that she was in? That she was like a, a nanny. Sarah Plain and Tall. Sarah Plain and Tall. I remember that being Mrs. Stafford gushing over Glenn Close in that. Sarah Plain and Tall. I didn't know who Glenn Close was. And then all, all of a of sudden them. she was in my life in fifth grade. Yeah. Which would have been a similar time frame to this. Um. Yeah. A few years earlier. Let me pull up her filmography. I can tell you. You know what she did right after 101 Dalmatians? She was the vice president in Air Force One. That's right. 
right such a weird wasn't she also a pirate in hook like she had like a yeah. cameo for just like yeah. a moment she get yeah she dies or something happens and that's literally it's her put in the boo-boo moment. box the boo-boo box that's right not the boo-boo box the boo-boo box the boo-boo box yes no i she's so skilled and varied in all of her performances captures I, yeah. the room that would have yes. been a, that would have been great to see her and um what's her name the villain in Cruella Emma Stone no yeah. not, not Emma Stone but like uh, uh, Emma Emma um Emma Thompson Thompson Whew. Oh. man Eddie is there a movie with Glenn Close and Emma Thompson in it because that would have been two of the powerhouse British actresses Glenn Close isn't British. Well, you know what? She plays, she, she pretends to be one really well. <laughs> She's American. Seeing those two actresses as they are now, because like Emma Thompson in Cruella was so good. Seeing her oh, and no. Glenn Close opposite each other would have been phenomenal. So good. Yeah. But anyways, I know we're here to talk about the, 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 the actual Hunter Wonder Dalmatians that we just the whole The whole watched. thing. It's interesting to me because you are talking a lot about Oh, the slaps of comedy, great actors, Glenn Close is in this, but you also said you didn't like the movie. That's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, like Glenn Close, the way that she performs this role is it is still a caricature, right? It's still yeah. very much like she is trying to pull the cartoon villain off the page. Yeah. And she does it in a way that's just like, you can't take your eyes off for the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, but when she's not on screen, yeah, the film doesn't roll like it, especially the beginning. It just is too quick. You're not, you know, you know, you're not buying into the, um, the characters as much. Um, it does age really odd. Um, with his job, instead of being a musician, now he's a designer for video games. I thought I was fine with it. I was fine with it. They, 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 that was one of the liberties they took of let's change it up a little bit, make it more. Right. I didn't take it very seriously, but it was funny that they used the animated dogs (laughs) in, in the video game. Um, I like the line. It's not hatred. It's the desire to annihilate. annihilate. Uh, I, I was fine. I was fine with it that they kind of changed it up uh, up a little bit in that regard. But I can see okay. if you weren't as excited because he's not a musician anymore. But yeah, I um, I don't know. It just was. It was quickly paced through the whole thing, um, and it doesn't. Um, it doesn't give me a new angle on the original enough. It was just too much of a. Did you want a new angle for this? Is well, that so is that what he, you're expecting when you're getting a live action? Is like I want a new angle. Yeah, don't 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 do a shot for shot. Like I'm not even I've not even watched The Lion King because it's like no, ain't nobody got time for that. It's a shot for shot remake. Yeah, it's like why I'll just go enjoy the one that you know was the original creative you never think how would they do this in real life that never like goes like you know i would love to see that sequence but in real life with real people like could they even do it Mm -mm. okay Mm -mm. 
I'm like, do I want to go see the Mona Lisa or do I want to go see a Xeroxed copy of the Mona Lisa? You don't have to Xerox it. You can just go on your, on your computer door. <laughs> Good use of Spanish. Um, yeah. So, and here's the thing. What I love the original. I, that's probably of the classic Disney's um, one of my absolute favorites. Okay. I love the art direction of that. This really has no art direction. It's just kind of cold. Um, it's, it's just, yeah. who's the production designer of this? Uh, it's just, oh, you needed a little bit more for me here. Uh, especially if you got so many of the actors giving such a caricature. Give me an environment that feels that way a little bit more. And I think it would have sold a whole bunch more. Um, so the original one, I just love that gritty art direction. The other thing is I enjoyed the kind of like the the interaction of the dogs. And I know we've talked about this in the past of like live action animals. Do they talk? Are we just listening to their thoughts? You know, the whole uh, homeward bound conundrum. Um, <laughs> and in this one, they just kind of are there and they are doing stuff. And we kind of like figure out, you know, you kind of lose me on that one. Um, and then the third thing that I, I love the music of the original one. It is this great kind of jazzy sound to it. Yeah. Um, that really kind of fits the tone of that so well. And and I'll echo that over to Cruella. Like the whole time I was watching Cruella, I just kept leaning over to Sarah going, oh my gosh, I love this music. Oh my goodness, I love the music to this. I love the soundtrack. I love the score. This, you know, I loved it. So this, it was just kind of like, bleh. Like it was just, the rest of it, it's just, it felt so bland. Like we just... Yeah, so I think if I would have had those three things with Glenn Close's performance and a lot of the supporting cast, I thought was really strong too. I think this would have just taken off. You know, one of my favorite one of my favorite moments in this was you're gonna be shocked. The Bark Network, <laughs> the animals. I actually dug it. It's pretty. The, the I do you cry a little. No, I did. I did not cry at all. Uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed how they kind of did their own representation of the the animals passing on the things. Like I, I, I could see what they were doing, and they didn't jump that barrier of okay, now we can literally talk. But right. they gave they gave them like an understanding, and these are like smart animals that are like passing on things. and And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed what they did with it, and the way that they kind of like brought Cuella to her knees at the end in the molasses and all that kind of stuff. And the mm -hmm. raccoons, I enjoyed the raccoons. They were kind of like the penguins from Madagascar, just like these like <laughs> random little creatures that are causing mayhem. And then they were laughing at themselves for being so smart, uh, even though they were puppets, a lot of them. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I don't, I, in general, I think I enjoyed this movie more than you did, which is shocking because this is an animal film and this is a dog film. I know. I know. Uh, I'm I I actually did I had fun with it. I I it was a it was a rewatchable thing of just like if this thing is on that corner while we're doing other things, I'd watch this versus many of the other films that we've reviewed here. If you let me split this apart here a little bit. 
Um, if you had a choice between this and Cruella, which one would you choose? They're completely different modes. If I'm wanting have, have something on in the background that's that's just like kind of keeping some energy and, and some stuff and just kind of playing around, I'm going to choose this. If I'm wanting to have an experience and get into the psyche of somebody and go deep and dark, I would choose an intense. I would choose Corella. So you're talking about just kind of leaving it on. It's there. Would you choose this or the original? I'd probably still go original. The original is just such a classic one. It's hard to. Yeah. And the colors I, um, and stuff and the music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This was no diss against it, but it's, I, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't know if I will find myself going, you know what I want to. I did. I was really excited that this had come up on our list because it was kind of one of one floating especially after watching Cruella of going, and I really want to go back and watch that. I remember seeing that as a kid. I remember watching all of that. And I love Glenn Close. And so I'm, okay, I want to, I want to see that again. You know, she was an executive producer on Cruella. She was. Yeah. She must help finance. She probably just helped find, like, here's some money or I helped get some money. Yeah, or kind of helped with story or talk. I, I remember seeing an interview with Emma Stone saying that she spoke with Glenn Close about the role. That's awesome. Yeah, which is a lot, which is, yeah, which is exciting. So, um, do we blame this movie, though, for starting the trend of making all the live action? It's kind of Because it made money. It made, it was a... It was, then you know, yes. for, if it made money, then yes, it had a budget of 67 million and it made 320 million. Oh, yeah. This is this, this movie is the template for most of the Disney remakes. Yeah. Which um, I just happened to pull up a list. Um, the like I said, the technical original was Rudyard Kipling's The Jungle Book. Um 101 Dalmatians was the next one. They make a remake, um, which I don't know if I've ever seen. I've never Dalmatians. seen, but it might be on our list. Then there's a hiatus, right? That's 96, 2000 that you have 101, 102. For 10 years, we get nothing. Wow. The next live action remake comes out March 2010. So we won't even touch this because we this is the only live action remake we're going we're to 2005 right um do you remember what came out in 2010 as a live action remake cinderella no it was alice in wonderland yes by tim burton that okay so then it was maleficent in 2014 so we wait another four years then it was cinderella in 2015 which is crazy because I was right there with you. When I think of what was the first one and all of it, I immediately jumped to Cinderella. But in technical terms, if 2010's the start, it's really the third one. 
What's interesting about this is it seems like they hit on something with 101 Dalmatians and then they kind of forgot forgot about it or maybe someone got fired or whatever and then someone in the late in the late or in the single aughts decided you know what that they were onto something with 101 Dalmatians wonder if we could do what's another property we have it's another one we can oh let's try you know what or maybe maybe it was Tim Burton himself going you know what this was great and I'd love to do something something acid trippy yeah, and Alice in Wonderland is an acid trip. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've never had an acid trip myself. But the last time I had told, one, it was like that. <laughs> it was like Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> Who needs an acid trip when you can watch a Tim Burton film like that? Yes. I still have not seen Maleficent. I haven't for either. Whatever, that's just never uh, struck my fancy. And I will tell you here and now, Cinderella is my favorite of all the live action remakes. But you haven't watched all the remakes yet. Oh, don't do that to me. <laughs> what other ones are directed by Kenneth Branagh? Branagh. Do I need to say more? Oh, goodness. Okay, so. You know what's, so you know what's interesting about this, this live action remake? Did, it, did you pick out on the credits who did the screenplay for this? I don't know who did the screenplay, but I saw it was produced by John Hughes. He did the screenplay. That's crazy. John Hughes is the is the producer and a screenwriter for this 101 Dalmatians live action. He's such an interesting director because he's he does some of these and sometimes. screenwriter. He w- he was heavily a part of uh, the the Home Alone movies. He produ- yeah, he he's produced the those. writer, and, writer producer and producer of that. So it's weird. He like uh, he like okay. I'm if I'm gonna direct something, I'm gonna direct uh, sixteen candles, but or Saint Elmo's Fire is like. But or if I'm gonna produce an automobile or Uncle Buck, yeah, like he and he's the one who um, he wrote and directed Dennis the Menace for Warner Brothers, which was one of my favorite kids growing up, um, and the nanny. In 101 Dalmatians, she's Martha, the wife in Dennis the Minute. Joanne Plowright. Yeah. She's a very she distinct, great. very distinct character, uh, character actor. So, yeah, John, John Hughes. Crazy that, times. I just like, what? Hold on. So another another yeah. part of the formula. So Eddie, uh, if you're gonna rate this movie, what are you what are you gonna give it? This is hard. I'm not. I I just don't see myself going back and rewatching this. But again, I loved some of the supporting characters. Loved Glenn Close. Two. I'm gonna give it a two as well, and I enjoyed it more than you did. I wanted to give it a one, but Glenn and. He's amazing. It's a it's a it's a soft one for you, and it's a it's a it's a healthy two for me. It's a soft two for me. Yeah, you said soft one. Soft two. Yes, you're right. Sorry about that. Don't change my rating. Don't change my rating. We should don't take we a fruit be, snack away from me. You know, we could just actually, you know, put these on our breakdown sheets for all of these, which I need to slim down because we don't do half the stuff on this thing anymore that we used to in episode <laughs> one through th- one one through three three. But, 
Anyways, thank you for listening to another episode of Honey. We made a Disney podcast. You can go to honeywemade.com slash movies and see all the movies we're coming up, including next week's movie, which I have never seen. And I have no, I have very little context other than I maybe this, heard someone say it once before in my life. This is a remake, but it's a live action remake of a live action movie from like the 60s. Okay. It's <laughs> that darn cat. Well, that darn movie I've never heard of before. <laughs> like, I ba- I think, I swear I've heard that because that's such a weird name, that darn cat. I think, I think we're about, I think we're, it's going to be bad, but we are entering into a new year. We're entering into 1997 next year, Woo-hoo. next, next, next week. Uh, so stay tuned for all of the cool random things and all the sad uh, catastrophes that happen that we'll bring back up to light <laughs> when we talk about those movies but thank you again for watching and listening to another episode see you next week